Hey, welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. My guest today, Janelle Lene, has such a fascinating story about a near-death experience for eight years in her mind and how that led her to this new world where she's a confidence coach and she teaches women really just to break through psychological barriers that we unknowingly place on ourselves. Now, maybe it's not as extreme as thinking you're going to die for eight years straight, but her mission to help every woman see themselves as a valuable asset to this world, regardless of what is going on in your head, uh, one is is absolutely necessary and it, it rings true so much today. But two, it's it's just something that we as women need to take and internalize, no matter what crazy thoughts or perceived crazy thoughts we have going on in our head. There's always something better and there's a way to change it. So, you know, I'm going to let Janelle tell a little bit more of her story. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. All right, Janelle, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm, I am excited to have a conversation with you about confidence. But first, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about you? Yeah, totally. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Pumped to be here. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. And Sarah, you're a rock star. Like, I'm pumped to be here. I love your personality. I, I this is our first time meeting right now, but like, I just from from the podcast I have listened to and everything I know about you, you just have such good energy, and you keep it so authentic and real, which I feel like is sometimes missing in the podcasting industry. So you're doing awesome. Yeah, to tell everyone a little bit about myself, my name's Janelle Lene, and whew, where do I start? Let's see. So, I mean, I live in San Diego, California, which is my dream place to live, and I'm married to the man of my dreams. His name's Frankie. If you all follow me on Instagram, you'll see us like dancing in the kitchen and being freaks on a regular basis, <laughs> getting weird, not like not dirty like that, but just <laughs> getting weird on camera, being silly and goofy and ridiculous. Um, we have a dog named Denny. She's an Australian Shepherd Border Collie mix, which is so cute. Um, but yeah, I guess really what I'll do is I'll take it back to a little bit about my story and just where I all started. Um, I'm the founder now of Next Level Confident, but I wasn't always confident. There was a lot of years of my life where I really struggled with thinking that my life didn't matter and. Um, it all started around the time that I was um, a teenager, like 12 or 13. So my family lived in upstate New York in Ithaca. And then my parents informed me that we would be moving across the United States to Colorado. So I moved to Colorado. And I think it was, I mean, 
I think that's one of the the foundational pieces. I think, you know, everyone who's listening right now, like everyone has a story and everyone can think of different foundational shifts that have happened in in your life where it's like, oh my gosh, that was a big moment or like this thing happened that really did something to me. So I feel like that was one of them. And, and I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that moving is the worst thing ever and don't do it to your kids. I think moving's great and I, I'm actually really thankful for it now. But at that time, I was 13 going on 30 and I didn't want to move away from my friends. So all that goes to say, um, I think it was around that time. It was like that and having just a lot of teenage hormones that I, I just started to feel a lot of different emotions and a lot of dark dark thoughts started to creep in. So that was where I, I feel like, well, I was also homeschooled for quite a few years. So then going to public school and then also moving, I feel like I just created a lot of different stories. And we all create stories. That's the thing. We all create stories along the way. And so some of my stories were like, you know, I'm kind of like this weird homeschool kid. I'm annoying. People think I'm, you know, different. I'm an outsider. Um, but at the same time, I had this weird complex where I also thought like would tell myself like, oh, I'm also just too cool for those people. Like it was like an ego trip to try to like make myself feel better that I mm-hmm. didn't fit in. So um, I really feel like it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy where I kept saying like, you don't fit in. No one likes you. You're annoying. Um, so I, yeah, I think those those stories being told over and over and over in my mind then led me to starting to think, well, what if I, what if I disappeared? What if I like went missing? Then people would probably talk about me. Then people would notice me, right? I was craving being noticed. I was craving being accepted. So I thought if I disappeared or went missing, I thought of like how cool that would be and how everyone would talk about me. I like I would be popular in a weird way. So I think it was like following those thought processes um, and then starting to think, well, what if I took my own life? And I think those thoughts were happening around probably like 16 or so. Um, and thinking maybe 15, thinking like, would I want to commit suicide? Would I want to, um, no longer be on earth like that? And I would, I would start to think about my funeral and I would think about everyone talking about how much they miss me at, at my funeral. And I would picture it was packed and everyone was like, you know, just, we miss Janelle. And it was just like this big thing that made me feel better to visualize that over and over and over again. Um, but whenever I would think about, you know, even the potential of committing suicide, a lot of times I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. That would be really bad. People might be mad at me or like from, from, I'm like from a, um, family of faith and I'm still a woman of faith today. But at that time I was like, God would be so mad at me if I committed suicide. Like maybe I can't even go to heaven, like things like that. And so that's kind of, I think what's probably stopped me from not doing it. But what I did end up doing is creating this lie that I thought I was supposed to die in a car accident like sometime in my mid twenties. And so I ended up believing that lie for like almost eight years because I just kept holding on to this thought that like, I'm going to die young. I'm going to die young. And I, and again, I would picture the funeral and a picture of missing me. And it was like a cop out basically. So I wouldn't have to plan much for my life. And so it wasn't like something I thought about all day, every day, all the time. It was kind of like a very subconscious thought in the back of my mind that would just kind of float around. And, um, you know, what I teach now is I, I go into STEM corporations and I teach women how to build confidence in the workplace. I talk about how we don't all have the same story. I know my story is a little more um, extreme, though. The more I've shared this story on other podcasts and on, on my other speaking engagements, the more I've come to find that there actually is this like commonality. It's this fear of death and this, but also kind of mixed around with like the, um, 
I don't know, like a weird fixation on on death um, in a weird way of thinking it's like, I don't know. I think it like other people have told me that after I've shared this, like, oh my gosh, I've also visualized my funeral, you know, like a thousand different times and thought about everything people would say about me. And so um, it's one of those things where, first of all, if you're someone who's listening right now and you're resonating with that part of the story, please, please, please don't hesitate to go get professional help. I think my problem was that I told a lot of my like, not a lot, but a few of my friends and family members, like not my parents, I never told them, but they mostly just like friends. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Don't say that. That's really psycho. And I think that's how we feel about our darker thoughts, right? Even if you don't have the thought about death, like, but if you have weird passing thoughts of like, what if my husband's cheating on me? Or like, we all have kind of these, I guess, quote unquote, crazy thoughts that we we sometimes ruminate on and sometimes we choose to keep thinking about them and that's where the problem can lie because you can keep thinking the same dark thoughts over and over and over again and then they start to like really attach on to you and then they become they become your truth. So for me, I believed I was going to die in a car accident for those eight years and um, and so because of that, my life was honestly pretty mediocre. Like my life was very like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to even describe but the 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 thing that I always want people to walk away with is that your beliefs lead to your thoughts, your thoughts lead to your actions, and your actions lead to your results. I'll say it again. Your beliefs lead to your thoughts, your thoughts lead to your actions, your actions lead to your results. So if you're not getting the result you want in a certain area of life, you have to look at your belief around what's possible. And so for me, since my belief was that deep down, I truly believe like I'm not worthy. My life doesn't really matter. I don't, my life doesn't have a purpose. I'm an outsider. I'm not lovable. There's all these lies that were floating around. Well, my outcome was that I was in a six-year relationship with someone that I wasn't really that happy with. I picked a random major for college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I just went through the motions and floated along. And I I never set any dreams in place for myself because I thought it was safer to not dream because I didn't want to get disappointed. And so, um, yeah, I know I just talked for like 10 minutes straight. So <laughs> say, go ahead, Sarah, you're a great listener. <laughs> no, it's, I, I find it really interesting. So the one question that keeps coming up was how did you eventually break this, this thought cycle? Did you get professional help? I personally did not get professional help. Where The way that I ended up breaking free from it is that I've had two mentors from my church, a husband and a wife. Heather and Kevin. And I went over to their house when I actually to talk about that six-year boyfriend who him and I had been struggling with our relationship for a long time. And like, it was so, you know, I don't know if I would go to, as far to say it was like so unhealthy, but it just wasn't like, wasn't that great. That's for sure. It was, it was meteor, 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 mediocre. There's the word. I was trying to say medium and mediocre together and it came into meteor. Um, it was medium slash mediocre. And so I went to go sit down and talk with them about it. But then I remember t- like somehow it just like came out of my mouth where I was like, yeah, like I think I'm going to die in a car accident at a young age anyway. So like I probably don't need to break up with him because he'll find out when I die. And that was literally like my thought process. Like I always think like anytime I think about doing something awesome with my life, I'd be like, maybe I could do something to help the world or change the world. And I'd be like, no, you're just supposed to die in a car accident. And it would just be like this dark dagger that would just like come in and and like cripple me from actually ever taking action. So um, the husband, Kevin, said, do you picture your funeral? Do you picture this? Do you picture it being packed? Do you picture all the nice things people say? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And he goes, I used to have that too. And I was like, no way. And that was the first time that I didn't feel like I was weird. I didn't feel like I was crazy for having that thought process. So I think um, 
you know, for anyone listening who might be going through like whether it's dark thoughts or just even like quote unquote crazy thoughts or weird thought patterns, negative thought patterns, you're not crazy for having these thoughts. Like the human brain is so interesting and it's so malleable and it's so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we get to choose, we really do get to choose our thoughts, but sometimes it feels like if we don't choose our thoughts intentionally, then like other thoughts will just creep in and it'll happen by accident. So he, him and his wife both just spoke life over me and, and spoke the truth over my life of like, your life is made for a purpose and you're here for life and life to the fullest. And they just, I mean, honestly, like, I think just having someone really tell me that that was a lie. And the reason they said, like, the reason why that dark lie has been impacting you the way that it has is because it's it's holding you back from your true potential. Like it's almost like because you have such a big calling on your life that's going to have such a big impact for the light, that darkness just wants to keep pulling you back so that that way you can't shine bright the way you're meant to. And that really started to make sense because I did always feel like I had that angel devil conversation where the angel would be like, you know, pursue your dreams. Like you you could do anything you want with your life. Like you, you can make an impact. And then and then the same Satan little devil on my other shoulder would be like, no, you're, you're just supposed to die. Right. So I'm all, like having that constant narrative of those two things going back and forth. And so I think for me just realizing, okay, wow, that's a lie that I've chosen to believe that I've been, you know, continuing to ruminate on. And I, I, I keep continuing to allow myself to believe that. And then I think the other part is Again, for me, being a woman of faith, like we, they prayed over me, and I feel like I, I'm a big believer in the power of prayer. I really do believe things happen when you pray, and so yeah, for me, like that night shifted everything, Sarah. Like my life totally changed after that night because I finally started to believe that my life mattered. And so it's not to say I've never ever had the thought before pop in my head, but now I've chosen a new pathway for my brain. So we have neural pathways. And when you repeat the same thing over and over and over again, you create a pathway. And I always explain to people, it's kind of like when you're walking on the same path over and over and over again, right? Like it's grassy and then you walk over and over and over, you start to create a dirt path because you're walking over and over again. Well, you do that in your own mind when you think the same thought over and over and over again but we get to actually choose a new neural pathway. We get to choose a new thought and it's not always easy to do that. But now when I hear that thought come in of like, oh, maybe you should just die. Like that, that, that would make everything easier. Now I think, nope, I'm, I'm here for life and life to the fullest. And I am going to go change the world. And I immediately say something that like puts me back into my truth and puts me back into the pathway that I'm meant to be on. And so, um, yeah, that's why, I mean, that's where I really started my entire brand from is helping women, figure out the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from the result that they're really looking for and um and and helping them retrain their brain cuz like we really do have the choice to retrain our brain it's not easy always it doesn't happen overnight um but it is 100% possible and as you retrain your brain your beliefs around what's possible for your life begin to change and therefore your results change so you can like if your belief is around like it could be like it's any area of your life that's what's so crazy it's like it could be health and wellness and someone could be like oh i'm always going to be overweight like this my mom was overweight my grandma was overweight like i just come from like overweight women in my family that might be your limiting belief and therefore it is your reality because what you focus on, you create more of. So if you keep focusing on that, you're going to keep creating that. But if you can start to change your mind and a new mantra around that of, you know, for that one, it could be, I'm in control of my, um, you know, I'm, I'm in control of my health and my well-being, and I choose to love myself on this journey 
or whatever, right? Um, a really great book for affirmations is uh, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Um, have you read that one before, Sarah? I haven't. And she talks a lot about like how being overweight is basically just on that one little segment. It has often to do with like self-hatred and just wanting to create a layer that separates you from the world. So in that example, I would say maybe look at some of those types of affirmations around self-love because she talks about how the weight will just fall off as you begin to love yourself. So anyway, but that's a little digression. <laughs> um, the, the, the main part of that is like get back to your mindset and what are you telling yourself you're not allowed to have, right? Mm-hmm. So you work on busting through limiting beliefs, changing those neural pathways. How does that translate to your business with next level confidence and confidence coaching? Well, I think that with, you know, your mind is like where you build confidence. And to me, confidence is so much more than just like, you know, seeming outgoing or seeming, you know, charismatic or something like that. Like confidence is a deep, deep rooted self-worth and a deep rooted self-love of like knowing so securely that you matter. And so how that fits in directly into corporate America is talking about career and like, what are the lies you're telling yourself that are blocking you from having the career you want? And some of them, like there, there's even just like subtle limiting beliefs. Like it could be like, oh, I'm bad at setting boundaries or I'm bad at having hard conversations or like, oh, you know, I've just always been like the nice one or I don't know, like one, I had a sales call today with a woman who she said, you know, I'm just the black sheep of my family. And, and I was like, okay. And that, that might be true that you might be like different than some of the people in your family, but is it empowering to say that you're the black sheep? Like, cause her, one of her things that she wants is to have better relationships and better relationships with, with her family and friends. So if you keep repeating the mantra, I'm the black sheep, then likely that's going to drive some sort of interesting ed- energy or wedge into the family dynamic because you're telling yourself that, right? So anyway, it goes into every area of life. It's truly all-encompassing the the um, the mantras and stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, and I find it so interesting. I've done some some research and some learning about the brain and the way we think and why we think and how we think, and I find it so interesting that your brain will find a way to make true whatever mm-hmm. keeps running through it. Right. right. So those like ma- paving the pathways, like you were talking about walking through the grass. One of the things that I like to do, I find affirmations personally kind of hokey, right? Because the first thing that I think is like, when I say, oh, I own a seven figure business, my brain goes, the fuck you do. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I learned from a mentor a while back and I use with my clients the, I used to, I'm working on so that I can become. So Mm -hmm. one of my things was always like, I'm so bad at money. I'm so bad at money. I'm so bad at money. And let's be honest, I was piss poor. I had a decent job. I was making decent income. I didn't have a kid at the time. And yet I was in massive amounts of debt and couldn't figure out how to buy groceries, not on a credit card. Hmm. Right. So what in the world? It's because I was bad at money. I was bad at money. Then I kind of shifted that to go, okay, I used to be not so great with money. I'm working on being a better steward of my finances so that I can be a woman of wealth. Hmm. I like that. That's cool. And so my brain then goes, okay, 
we're being a better steward of our finances. Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're, we're, oh, we're becoming someone who has wealth. Cool. Let's find a way to make that happen faster. Hmm. Yeah. And I like saying, yeah, Yeah. here in front of you and now say, I am a woman who is, who has wealth built for my family and I'm continuing to build on that. So good. I love that. And I like how you said, I used to be a, even though like in that moment, it might feel like it's still true, right? Like in that moment of saying that quote unquote affirmation, you know, at that time you were saying that, but you probably still had all this um, debt or whatever still, but you're still putting it in the past. Like this is not who I am today. And I think that that's, excuse me, what it comes back down to is like having that daily that daily renewal of the mind and like continuing to bring back that. It's not just like a one and done. It's not like, oh, that one night where I talked with my mentors and now everything has changed for forever. It's like, it's a journey and it's a growth and it's a continual um, growing of the mind. And on that same path, I have heard people say like, I am committed to dot, dot, dot. So like I'm committed to becoming a millionaire as opposed to I am a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause that's, um, could feel like, like you said, like your brain can be like, that's not true for me. Um, I do say some really powerful affor- millionaire affirmations that I got from the secrets of the millionaire mind. And I say them every day and I'm trying to think right now, like all the top of my head, I'm trying to think if I like, if any of them are like what you're saying where they don't feel true right now, but I'm saying them anyway, or if they all are worded kind of in a, in a way like what you're describing where you're speaking them into existence to be coming true in the right way, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just, just the way our brains work is so fascinating to me. So if there's someone who wants to build that confidence, aside from going through that, you know, I'm becoming type affirmations, what are some steps that they could take to implement today to be more confident, to overcome limiting beliefs? Yeah. So the first thing is I do have a free resource that I always like to offer and it's the number one way to build your confidence muscle. It's a free journaling ebook. So I share a little bit more about my story and, and more examples of my limiting beliefs because what I find is like a lot of times when I'm talking to women about limiting beliefs, they need to hear a lot of examples and then they start to be like, oh yeah, I've thought that before and I've thought that before. And so they start to like be able to put their finger on it because a lot of times um, a lot of people don't even realize that they're having these thoughts because they're not really intentional about their thoughts anyway. Um, so yeah, that's a free ebook that I have and we can link that below. It's, um, I think it's the most powerful exercise you can do. And what's also so powerful about it is that I do it all the time with myself. Like if I'm going to the next level, you know, they say for every new level you go to, there's a new devil, right? So it's like, as soon as I go to the next level, I'm always like, pooping my pants like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is scary. I'm really scared. And then I'm like, okay, what are my limiting beliefs that are popping up? Like, what are the, what are my fears? And then I write them down and then I write down my truths and then I feel better, you know? And so it's like, it's such a simple 15 minute exercise, but I think just facing them, there's freedom in facing it, especially on paper. Like they say like you're five times more likely to make a goal happen if you write it down, right? The same thing goes for limiting beliefs. I really do believe once you write down the limiting belief and then you write down the truth, you're able to see kind of how silly your limiting belief is or how like ridiculous it is because you see it right now. It's almost like a friend's telling it to you and all of a sudden it feels like no longer attached to you. There's some sort of like break off because it's written on the paper and then you write the truth on the paper and you're like, yeah, that truth is actually, that's actually true. I don't know why 
I really thought that lemming belief was true in my head because like it was swirling around in there. So that's one really great way. Um, another great way is, um, I mean, obviously I really do believe that podcasts and reading books and all of that can be so helpful. I think the beauty is really being able to sit with yourself in total silence. And so if right now, if you're listening and the idea of sitting in silence for like 30 minutes all by yourself really scares you, then I would challenge you to sit in silence for 30 minutes by yourself. Now, I know there's probably a lot of moms out there who would be like, actually, I would just die for 30 minutes to be by myself. That sounds amazing. Um, but I really mean like time, like without a phone, not scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, not putting more information in your mind, but just like letting yourself think. I think there's so much power in being in your thoughts and allowing yourself to free flow in your thoughts. And that actually builds confidence because you start to be able to hear yourself think. We spend so much time on our phones and so much time looking at media. And I like, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll actually see me talking so much about my phone boundaries. And like, I take off at least one day every single week, getting off of all social media and almost honestly, my entire phone. Like every Sunday, I just get off. I don't check my phone for the first hour of every morning. I don't check my phone at night for the last 30 minutes to hour before I go to bed. Like I have all these crazy phone boundaries because I really believe that our phones are one of those things that can really take away our confidence. Because for me, if I just start scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, like maybe some people here on Facebook, I don't know. Um, if you're scrolling on those and you're like constantly looking at everyone else living their best life, I think it can be just set up some really unrealistic expectations. So for me, it's just helpful. A lot of times if I'm starting to feel that like comparison popping up because of social media, it's best for me to just get off of it and then go do something that makes me happy. And that could be a face mask. That could be a walk. That could be getting like writing an email. That's an important email for me to write. Like taking action on my life helps me remember that like my life matters. I'm doing cool things too. Or like I can take action on my life too. I don't just have to look at everyone else's life looking like they're crushing it. And I feel like, oh, here I am just sitting on my phone, you know? So I think social media can just, I don't know. I, I could probably talk about that for another like 30 minutes. So I really, I'm sure everyone here has seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, but if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, it'll give you a lot of context to this around just like realizing like suicide rates and depression rates and in, in like, and I'm going to butcher the stat, but it's like 13 to 15 year old girls has raised 150%, I believe in the last, um, seven or eight years. Again, all very approximate numbers because I don't have that stat memorized, but I know for sure I can tell you that like depression and suicide rates for young girls has gone up exponentially and they attribute a lot of that to social media. And so you have to think like, yes, I get that we're not 13 to 15 year old girls listening right now, but we are all, you know, we're all young girls stuck inside of a woman's body in a way, right? We're all also grownups, but like there's a little girl inside of each of us. And so that's those types of stats apply to us too, in the way that like being cautious of how we're allowing social media to really frame our mindset. So that's another huge, huge tip. Um, I think the last one I'll say kind of builds off of that, which is built. Um, this is kind of the third one. So we have one limiting beliefs, exercise, constantly doing that, uh, two screen and phone boundaries. And then three, I really believe action builds confidence. Like you might not feel like doing something, but if you just eat the frog, like for me, I'm always like, okay, eat the frog. It's like a book. I don't even think I read it, but it's about like 
do the hardest thing of your day first, right? And so you probably have like a thousand important things um, and there's like a thousand tasks on your to-do list. But at the end of the day, like what's one thing that will move your business forward? Or what's one thing that will totally change the trajectory of your day? Or like what's the one email you keep putting off? Or what's the one task you keep putting off? Like just do that one. What's the one that would move the needle of your business forward? Or what's the one that would move the needle of your life forward? And so um, t- by taking that, by getting off of social media, <laughs> so tackle the limiting beliefs, get off of social media, and then sitting down and tackling at least one hard thing and then being proud of yourself after you do it. That's the other, that's like the caveat to it is that if you're just going to knock it off your list and be like, but there's still 99 more things on my to-do list. I'm so frustrated. Oh my gosh. It's like, I, I knock one thing off and then I let 15 and then 15 more add on. And it's like, if you're allowing that kind of frantic behavior into your mindset and you're like not even complimenting yourself or celebrating yourself for your win, I think that that's again, what you focus on, you create more of. So like something my husband and I started this year before we go to bed is we say um, one God story, one thing we're proud of from the day, and one thing we're grateful for from the day. And even though all three are like honestly somewhat similar in a way, usually it still helps us say like three different things that we like are focusing on that are positives from our day. And um, it takes, you know, like 60 seconds before we fall asleep at night. And so, you know, whether you have a significant other or not, you can do this with yourself, even just in your thoughts as you fall asleep. You could write down a jot it down in a journal. But um, I want the last thing I do before bed to think about the things I did well on that day instead of the last thing I do do um, before the next day is like thinking about everything I have to do the next day and thinking like reviewing my to do list. Right? I just think it's so important to congratulate ourselves for for the things we actually do get done because we're all like working really hard, right? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And we'll link you in the show notes and your your free ebook in the show notes. Um, thanks again so much for joining me today. I, I love your story and I love your energy and I love your confidence. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.